Well, multiple fires throughout the city of Milwaukee over the weekend, and the timing of these blazes is significant. 11.20 in the morning, 11.27 a.m. and 12.53 p.m., putting significant stress on EMS units in the city, requiring the services of neighboring fire stations and crews to help put out the blazes and uh, handle all of the damage. It's a dangerous time of year, no doubt about that. We welcome in Milwaukee Fire Chief Aaron Lipsky to the program. Hello, Chief Lipsky. Hi, how are you doing today, Greg? Uh, doing well. My voice is trying to hang on. I think I'll make it through to the end of the show. I, I guess I want to first ask, Chief Lipsky, do we have any more details about the incidents that occurred? I know the cause of at least two of those fires is still under investigation. Yeah, we're uh, we're still really, really looking into all three of them. I don't, I don't have any more specific information at this time. Uh, we really, really want to be sure, especially when we have a tragic loss of life, uh, to to get as much information as we can. And, and I don't know if most people are aware of it, but it's a very, very difficult process. And it isn't always uh, ultimately met with a very clear answer at the end of it. Uh, that can be frustrating for people and most definitely for us as well. You mean the fire investigation itself? That's correct. Yeah. So this nine-year-old girl was in this apartment with an elderly woman, is our understanding. And what was the circumstance uh, related to their relationship? Yes, no, that you, I think you encountered some conditions that made it even harder to battle the blaze. I'm sorry, thank you. Yes, uh, extremely, extremely uh, overstocked with, with belongings and, and, and furniture and, and just a variety of different things. Um, I think a lot of times it's referred to as hoarding. I'm always very hesitant to, to say that uh, because I think it, it can it can have a such a negative connotation, but um, I've I've had to push past that, and I have to say it because uh, it absolutely slows our progress down getting through and 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 into all of the spaces uh, in a, in a burning home to rescue a person who is living in those conditions. So while it is it is certainly not meant with any disrespect, people can live how they want to live. That's there's, there's that's not my issue. My issue is. My firefighters are put at extreme risk uh, crawling in these little aisles uh, with, with flowing water and with, with fire and, and superheated gases all around them. It's, a, it's, it, it's an almost untenable atmosphere. Uh, but when we know we have people trapped inside, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have firefighters that are going to really lay it out and give, give every last effort to try to, to try to rescue that life. Um, I, I can't imagine uh, or I can't describe enough for the listeners or for you what it is like to have zero visibility and to go into a space that is extremely, extremely tight that you have never been in before uh, with with superheated gases pushing down on you, flames coming over piles of stuff around you, and you can't see where you're going or what your what your end target is. And you know you've got lives hanging in the balance. Uh, thankfully, we had our regular first due uh, engine and ladder truck company who did just a fantastic job at this fire, as were as did all the support companies. Uh, and it it was a Herculean effort, and they got they got both of those individuals out. And uh, and I just got to say, it's it's horrific. We've we've lost this young girl here yesterday, and and it didn't it did not have to happen. 
Chief, you've also been vocal about the recent fires at the Northridge property, a largely unsupervised area. It's ripe for vandalism. What needs to happen here and when? Uh, well, that that's the interesting part, Greg, is uh, I don't have a vote in what's going to happen. Uh, if If I did, I would drive out there with a bulldozer myself. It would come down this afternoon. Um, that's my vote. Uh, I'm absolutely done uh, entertaining excuses and, and delays and, and this and that. Uh, there, there is no protection being afforded. I have my, my 7th Battalion is out on the northwest end of the city, uh, and I have my personnel every day driving the circumference of that building and making note of, okay, what entrances have now been penetrated, what's been forced, what's been breached. And then we work in close concert with other city departments, Department of Neighborhood Services, DCD, et cetera. And then they go out and they handle all the board ups. But each one of those breaches represents another chance someone can get in there and get hurt or cause uh, or start other fires that's now going to injure my firefighters or put them at tremendous risk. So I think think I'm pretty – I'm pretty plain spoken on my thoughts on this. Get rid of it. Uh, I'm so, Chief. It, w- it wasn't know. it before a court, isn't that where it stands? That there, there were, the building was supposed to be. Uh, it was purchased by a foreign group, right? And what's the status? And then, do, does your voice matter in this? As it should. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm thankful that it appears to have put put a little bit of uh, uh, energy behind uh, the effort of the court to move it along. And, and uh, I, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a real estate expert. And I certainly am not an expert on the two of those things when they collide. Uh, but I can tell you, I've learned an awful lot and it is, it is an incredibly complex scenario, particularly uh, with uh, folks from foreign countries who actually own the property uh, there, there's, there appears to be very little anybody can force them to do. Uh, and that's the most frustrating part of all. So uh, I am a part of the conversations. Uh, I'm, uh, we, we've been meeting very regularly to discuss, you know, what's next, what are we going to do next? Uh, and quite frankly, I've, I've had, uh, it's probably the closest I've worked with some of our, uh, my neighboring or, or my, my, my peer departments within in city government because I don't know all of these ins and outs, but I do know this. Uh, the system is plainly not working as designed if we can just keep allowing this to go on. And we're over two decades in, and now, you know, we just had our seventh fire in there in inside of 15 months. I know that that's representative of a system that is not working as uh, the average civilian and certainly not as the fire chief would expect it would. More details on the fires from over the weekend as they become available. We'll keep in touch with Milwaukee Police Chief Aaron Lipsky. Aaron, always great to connect with you, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving with your family. We'll talk to you soon. Greg? 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 Yes. I'm the fire chief. Fire chief. <laughs> oh, I said, said police. <laughs> We'd like to give you another title here. He knows here. that. Uh, chief, it's breaking news on the program <laughs> today as I'm watching a police incident on our television here. My mind took myself to a different man direction. man has many, many different places to have his attention. Well, so. he's certainly capable. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, we I wish all those in law enforcement protecting our city, whether police, fire, we certainly appreciate you at all times of the year, especially during this time of the year. Thank you so much.
Thank you, Greg. Take care. <laughs>